You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Mark Cook. I'm glad to be sitting in with you today, and I'm so glad you're joining us on Morning Breath. It's Wednesday, March 10th, and we are going to be getting into the Word. We're looking at Proverbs 23. It's going to be a ton of fun, and we're so glad that you're with us. We are a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We read a chapter of the Bible. Before we come down here to the studios at Merritt Island Christian Center, uh, East Coast Christian Center in Merritt Island, and uh, we read, so we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, read it the morning of, we come down here and we read it on the air. And we talk about whatever God is showing us, and uh, we don't really prepare a message or anything ahead of time. We just get in the Word and say, Holy Spirit, what are you talking about this morning? And uh, and He shows us. And so we do this show uh, in tandem, and I'm here with my favorite co-host, my wife, Angela Cook. What's up, baby? Hey. How you doing? How okay. you doing? Okay. <laughs> the honeymoon's over, remember? <laughs> What's up, Lane? Lane is joining us today. He's running the board. Nick is is out. Married. Yeah, doing his uh, marriage thing, and uh, Lane is in here because he's already done that. He's like, I've been, I BTDT got the shirt. Oh my lord! Please stop! Please stop! So I'm going to tell you how you can get connected here at East Coast Christian Center. You can download the East Coast app or go to eccc.us for info, events, past sermons, and some of these morning breath episodes. If you want to skip over this one now, we don't blame you. Um, don't. Stay tuned. Um, find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or you can call the office at 321-452-1060, and we will email or mail or get you the information um, how to engage with Morning Breath, get you our reading guide. Uh, the best way to do that, though, is on the app. If you have a smartphone, it's awesome. But if you don't, that's okay, too. We'll get you something. Yep. Crack open yes. your laptop or your computer and get on the website and do it that way. Yep. While you're on there, you can get to our events page and you'll see uh, information about Serve Day. Serve Day is coming up this Saturday. Uh, we're going to be painting the community red with our Serve Day shirts. We're putting teams together to go out throughout the community and and just serve. Uh, just be a part of different projects that are taking place so we can be a blessing uh, to the community uh, that we're a part of. And so uh, it's a great, great opportunity for you to join in. Uh, jump on the team and uh, and make a difference. And it's it's a ton of fun. And it's not all day. Uh, typically, the projects are only about two hours, usually from about 9 to 11 in the morning. So you've got your whole day ahead of you. It's not something that's going to take up your whole day. You can you can have, make a difference in the morning and then kind of chill out the rest of the afternoon and go and mow your grass. There you go. Yep. So uh, there's not a lot else to talk about. We're going to get into the Word. Uh, like I said, Proverbs 23, I'm going to read from the New King James, and you are reading from what, babe? The Holman Christian Standard Bible. Holman Christian Standard <laughs> Bible. Do I sound stuffy to you? I no, sound stuffy a little to bit. me. Yeah. yeah. I had a cold about Residual. two weeks ago, and it's still re- it's still residing. Some of it's still residing up there. So uh, I'm not going to let it keep me down. There you go. All right. Let's get into uh, Proverbs <laughs> chapter 23. Uh, we're going to take a break at verse 16. So you'll read through verse 16. I'll pick it up at verse 17 and take it to the end. All right, then. I say unto you, read, ma'am. When you sit down to dine with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you have a big appetite. Don't desire his choice food, for that food is deceptive. Don't wear yourself out to get rich. Stop giving your attention to it. As soon as your eye flies to it, it disappears, for it makes wings for itself and flies like an eagle to the sky. Don't eat a stingy person's bread, and don't desire his choice food, for it's some like someone calculating inwardly. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit the little you've eaten and waste your pleasant words. Don't speak to a fool, for he will despise the insight of your words. 
Don't move an ancient boundary marker, and don't encroach on the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is strong, and he will take up their case against you. Apply yourself to discipline and listen to the words of knowledge. Don't withhold discipline from a youth. If you beat him with a rod, he will not die. Strike him with a rod, and you will rescue his life from Shoal. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will indeed rejoice. My innermost being will cheer when your lips say what is right. Verse 17, do not let your heart envy sinners, but be jealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Do not mix with wine bibbers or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth, and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit, and a seductress is a narrow well. She also lies in wait as for a victim, and increases the unfaithfulness among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mast saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? Amen. There's a few different things in here uh, that are interesting. I was, yeah, I was kind (laughs) of interested to see, uh, we didn't really chat much before the show. I was interested to see what jumped out at you. Yeah, there were a couple things. Um, Right away, though, just kind of a laying laying kind of a foundation. This all falls under um, the title of Words of the Wise. And just for the next several chapters, that's the title, Words of the Wise, Words of the Wise. And so, of course, we talk about finding Jesus in everything we read. Mm. And so we we indicated before when we talked about another proverb that wisdom is Jesus. Yeah. And when he became flesh and dwelt among us, he was wisdom. And so I just, everything I read that is wisdom, I think, well, this is Jesus talking to me. And then just looking at how he spoke when he actually was physically tangible and people could see him, hear him, feel him. Um, He spoke in parables, which are ways he was relaying wisdom to people to make good choices. And so we know that the book of Proverbs is just full of um, information to help us, wisdom to help us live good lives. Yeah. Um, in the, the, in the whole idea, and a lot of times we don't want to look at things like this because hell is an ugly place, but Jesus gives us the way to heaven. And before Jesus, there was law and the law was meant to keep us from hell. Yeah. And so, um, just thinking of that, when Jesus speaks in the parables, his whole goal is to help us make wise decisions so that we can follow him and find our eternal. There's an eternal value to yeah. all the, to even all of this. It might just feel like sing-songy information, but there's there's something more. It's eternal. Yeah. It's so we can walk in, in eternal. Um, yeah. There's stuff that's completely applicable. Like the, the, one of the things about Proverbs is there are, there are, there are deeper truths 
um, that really draw your attention to the kingdom of God. There's also, and really they're all intended to do that, but there's also very practical stuff like this is stupid. Don't do this, you know, and there's, this is and and, or this is wise. You should do this. Um, I, I look at this, uh, you know, verse 13 and 14 jumped out at me. Do not withhold correction from a child. If you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Um, you know what? There are people uh, who just don't want to discipline their kids. Um, it's kind of a, uh, almost like a, a, a trendy thing uh, that's been going on over the past, you know, couple of decades where there's less discipline. Um, you know, just, just let them make their own decision. Just let them figure it out on their own. No, God gave your kids parents because they're not supposed to be figuring everything out on their own. Your job is to correct them, discipline them, and show them the way of, of life. Um, and sometimes that requires uh, a, a strong hand. It doesn't mean you beat your kid, uh, you know, half to death. It doesn't mean you smack them across the face. No. But you you exercise discipline and do not withhold correction from a, from a child. I mean, the, the word is clear. Do not withhold correction from a child. Chi- a child needs to be corrected. If you correct them while they're young, you won't have to correct them near as much when they get a little bit older. And it makes a big difference. You want them to, le- you want them to choose to, to pursue uh, life with some degree of wisdom and not... Why, why would you want your kid to learn all their lessons the hard way? I think Pastor Dan, I've heard him say many times, if you know a kid when he's three, you'll know him when he's 25. Mm. Like just that idea, like looking at the personality. And if you're not willing to do what you need to when he's three, then you're setting him up to basically live the rest of his life like, like a, a three-year-old. three-year-old. Yeah. And How a many lot of times you, know? you say, golly, that was so childish. And even your yeah. own behavior. So I'm going to backpedal just for a second sure. on that same those same two verses. Um, first of all, this entire, most of Proverbs, the the Words are spoken from the imperative. And people say, oh, I don't, what's the difference? I don't need to understand grammar. When am I ever going to use this in my life? <laughs> but there is some truth to that. Like When your child says that, that's a time to correct yes, them. Yes, <laughs> um, that's a time to say. But the, a, lot of the, a lot of the verses in Proverbs are in the imperative. And imperative means of vital importance. And these sentences are written giving in the imperative, which means they are of vital importance. So backtracking to 12, which I think it is also written. I don't think it is also written in the imperative. And I think it is of vital importance for a parent to remember this first. Apply yourself to discipline Mm. and listen to words of knowledge. Then don't withhold discipline from a youth if you beat him. I think too many times parents walk into situations with their kids and they're ready to lay down the rod. Ephesians 6, 4, do not provoke your children to wrath. I think the reason we do that sometimes and we go into situations where we're, we, we, we react instead of actually disciplining yes. shows our own lack of discipline. Yep. And I think that's what really scares people and why a lot of people do not operate from a place of discipline for their children because they genuinely know how undisciplined they are. And there, I think it could come from a couple places, from a place of shame. Well, who am I to correct my child in this situation? I'm a, I'm a worthless scumbag. Like, I, I can't even pay my bills. I can't, like, whatever the situation might sure. be. Um, I yell all the time. So why would I ever think I should tell my kids they need to love each other? We all deal with it, but that shouldn't stop us. I do believe that we need to first have some introspection before we even go into a situation where we're having to discipline a child because otherwise we're not acting with – we are not personally 
we're not disciplining from a place of discipline. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. With, I'm glad you brought that up because it brings balance so people don't go the wrong direction with anything I was saying. You know what? Um, <laughs> well, it's true because because there are people like the other side. I was I was speaking from the mindset of there are people who just won't correct their kids. Absolutely. But there are people who that's all they want to do is beat their kids into submission. Right. That is the wrong approach. Right. Uh, and that's what you're talking about is, you know, examine yourself. What is your motivation for why you're bringing correction to your kids? Is it so that they can walk in life? Yeah. Right. Is it to help them to be able to understand this is why you don't do these things. This is why you make different decisions. And this is how you get to a place of making those decisions. Um, and, and then the, there's, there's a consequence for the decisions that you make. You know, right now, as, as, as a kid, depending on how old they are, there may not be any real consequences for their decisions. Um, you are, as the parent, have to create those consequences, right? If I go out and I do something stupid, somebody might, you know, sue me. No one's going to sue your little kid, right? So you have to create the consequence that helps them to learn, and that's what that correction is for. Um, but do it from a heart of, I want my child to grow to be a man and a woman of God, like you were saying earlier. When they're three, <laughs> I don't want them to be acting that way when they're 25. Right. I want them to, but I also, I want them to know the heart of the Father, I've made lots of mistakes as a dad. Um, and Not at all. <laughs> and I'll, Are you kidding? I'll make more. But one thing, <laughs> that one, one verse that has always ministered to me is that love covers a multitude of sins. Yes. And when I make mistakes, I go to my kids and I say, I blew that and yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I do that as quickly as I possibly can. And I, th- and I think that there's, I have a good relationship with my kids. I think that there's a, re- I think that that's why. Absolutely. Because if I just let, if I just blew up, made mistakes, and then never repented of those things, it it really preaches the wrong message to your kids. Your kids know you're flawed. Maybe right. that's you know that's what we need to bring up. Your kids know that you're flawed. If you walk around acting like you never do anything wrong, they know that's a load of bunk, <laughs> and they see that hypocrisy and your refusal to recognize it, and that ruins relationships. Well, and no thinking that knowing your kids know is like I said earlier. It's on the other side of that too. You could you could be dealing with so much shame and condemnation because you are flawed that you don't walk in. In that verse, verse thirteen, apply your apply yourself to discipline and listen to words of knowledge. God does not want you to live in shame and condemnation. If you're living in shame and condemnation right now, and it is putting a hindrance between you and your children, whatever their ages are, repent. If you have to ask forgiveness, ask forgiveness and then move on. It's okay. Like we all live with those things. We, you're, you were the product of a home. Yeah. <laughs> Most of your shame and condemnation, the things you struggle with, the, the personality, you know, def, what we consider defects, our character flaws, all of that stem from our own homes. They stem from the fact that our own parents struggled with these things. Sure. So, I mean, we let's stop the madness and change things. Change things with your family today. Don't hesitate. Whatever your family has gone through between last night when they went to bed and this morning when they woke up, change it. Yeah. Just ask the Lord to change it. And that's where listen to words of knowledge. This is a word of knowledge. Yeah. This is encouragement. This is me telling you, stop Stop the behavior now. Just make one little change. That's all you need to do. Make one little change today and then make another little change tomorrow. But don't perpetuate the shame and the condemnation. I really do believe that is what fuels a lot of hurt and frustration in families. I do. Parents walking around feeling condemned and shame, but full of pride now and full of so much insecurity because they're older now. Yeah. And how, how many things do you have going on? I mean, I have little things in my life like that. I wish I would have gotten under control yeah. when I didn't have kids. And it never, I didn't. 
It, I didn't. It didn't work. Like, just whatever. I could live, like, totally bogged down by that. But I can't. I have to keep moving forward. Absolutely, because you have a Redeemer. Yeah. And that's okay, because he's going to redeem those things. And, you know, and, and it goes on in verse 15 and 16. It explains what the purpose of this is. What's, this is the heart of the Father. Mm. Why do I discipline you? Because, my son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Yeah. You know what? My inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Yeah. That's the heart of the parent, to produce that in their children so that they can be the parents uh, and the people that they're called to be. So there's other things besides parenting in here. Sure. Um, that was a big one. I think yeah. we're in the middle. We have teenagers. Sure. We have a whole bunch of them right now. And <laughs> and I one more thing. Yeah, we have a flock. One more thing about that. Listen to words of knowledge. Um, we had an experience in the last couple days this past week where one of our kids did something. Mark tried to work with them um, and just got to the point where son wasn't listening. And Mark basically walks in the house and gives up. He's like, you got to do something about that because I can't do it anymore. And he that's the joy of working together, um, and not everyone has that 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 benefit of doing that. But when you have a spouse and you can work together, really seek and pray and ask, okay, Lord, if I can't handle this, I need to hand this off to my spouse. And in that situation, I love that we were able to come. You were looking at it from one perspective and seeing it as this is what needs to happen. This is what they need to learn from this situation. And But when I walked up into the situation, the Holy Spirit spoke something completely different to me in addition to what you had already been feeling the Lord was telling you why you needed to teach that lesson in that moment. And I said, you know what? I think this lesson is the Holy Spirit just plopped that down in me, listened to words of knowledge. Yeah. The Holy Spirit was imparting a word of knowledge to me that that situation was actually more about one of our children's pride and the way they love their siblings more than it was about them being stubborn and um, not wanting to comply with what he was being told. Right. And it's just in those moments you have to be, you have to understand, again, that's the father's heart. The father's heart is that our children get along and that they love each other a, a brother, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born in time of need. Mm. How much more amazing is it for, and that's a proverb, by the way, yeah. Proverbs 17, 17. Um, that's a word of knowledge. Um, how much more amazing is it to have a friend, your brother who is also a friend? Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. And so there is definitely, I, I look, I let's tie that into verse 22 and we can definitely move off of the parent thing if you have something else. Listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. <laughs> I clued <laughs> into, mama. yeah, says me as I'm getting older, please don't despise me. But <laughs> just listen to your father who gave you life. And there are a lot of sons. I heard a testimony this week um, of a son who had some issues with his dad growing up and dad had an accident and now son is just like, let I, I would give anything to listen to my dad again. I'd be, give anything to be able to hear him. And he has the opportunity to do that. And so um, I just think he, listening to your father who gives you, who gave you life. And yeah. so just that opportunity, if you might have your dad out there, if he is living and breathing and, and you have an opportunity to, you haven't wanted to get close to him, um, Maybe it's time to reconcile that relationship. Sure. And I so I think you know, that's the other side of this thing. We've been talking about the parents, you know, in verse 25 it says, Let your father and mother be glad and let her who bore you rejoice. Mm. You know, as a as a as a child, whether you're an adult, you're you know, you're a child of somebody. Um, as a child, you know, be be thinking, you know, in how do I bring honor to my parents and how I do my life and how I live my life. Um, doesn't mean you have to do everything exactly as your parents said you, you know, you're gonna be a doctor. Well, if that's not who you're called to be, 
You're not going to dishonor right. your, you're, you're not going to dishonor your parents by stepping into who God's called you to be, and that's something they need to deal with. But how you how you live your life is going to reflect um, onto your parents, and so doing it in a way that honors them, doing it in a way that brings honor to the Word of God, that tells you to let your father and mother be glad and let her who bore you rejoice. Um, other other things that come up in this chapter, just some basic life stuff, man. That that is that's got wisdom attached to it. Uh, verse four: Do not overwork to be rich. Um, you know what? Work, go out and have a do. Do the thing that you're made to do. Do what God made you to do. But if you're doing it with one, if you're doing it with the sole goal of uh, of, a, of accruing wealth, it's going to rob you of the joy of life. Certainly, riches make themselves wings and fly away. So just keep that in mind. Um, we're we're out there. You're out there. Maybe today you're on your way to work as you're listening to this, or maybe you are working and and you're grinding it and you're getting it done and you're and you're doing what you got to do to make the bills. Uh, go away and, and all of that stuff, and to <laughs> bills, you know, and bills to, never go away. To, to build, uh, to build, uh, you know, some wealth, and, and that's admirable. Uh, but do it from a place where you know that the blessing and the favor of God is on your life, and not for just the purpose of I'm going to work hard and I'm going to be rich. Um, why? Why do you want to be rich? For what? You know, do you want to? Is it because you want to honor God in, in His kingdom and reflect who He is? If that's your motivation, great. Um, but just make sure that it's not, that it's not fixated on the wrong thing because. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think there's always that. I think an easy question to ask yourself in any of this stuff um, is, why are you trying to get rich? What is the eternal value of what you're doing? Yeah. If you can ask yourself that, if you're getting in your car today and you're like, I'm not even rich. I'm just driving to work. I hate this job. Like, you're really struggling. There are people who are rich who hate their jobs. Yeah. It's your motive. What is eternal about what you're doing? And if you say you hate your job and you're not even getting rich from this job, say you hate it. Ask yourself, what is the eternal value of what I'm doing? And just today, what is the eternal value of what I'm doing today? And let the Lord show you that. Let him. Yeah. And because you may walk in that office with a group of people who you're just like, ugh, I do not want to see this group of people again. That's okay. But maybe the Lord has something more for you there. Maybe there's a person who just needs to hear that someone cares about them or even just needs. Someone asked us this past week, how's your marriage doing? Mm-hmm. And it was just this moment of like, And I said, do I look that bad? (laughs) I was joking, obviously, but like it wasn't, we're not, it's not something that like was anything detrimental, but for her to just come right out and say, how's your marriage doing? Yeah. I was like, thank you so much. Thank you for caring. And maybe she didn't get up that morning and say, Lord, what can I do today for that has eternal value? But maybe she did. Yeah. And that was an eternal, I, I believe that will have eternal ramifications. Just her simply asking, how's your marriage going? And then showing concern. Ask God to show you stuff like that. Don't wear yourself out to get rich. Wear yourself out to get rich for the kingdom. Yeah, it's really, it's, chances are, like, because as, as you were saying that, I could, I could picture somebody, as you're saying, what's the eternal value of what I'm doing? And somebody's going to work going, there's no eternal value in to me filing these papers or, yeah. or whatever I'm doing. <laughs> well, it's not the thing, it's the people. Right. Right, it's the people. People are eternal. Who are you around? And where has God positioned you? And yes. what has he positioned you there for? Because everyone yeah. is eternal. Yeah. People are the only thing that is eternal. Absolutely. Um, some other basics that that came up that we can we can touch on. There's a lot in here about drinking. 
quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> this whole, the whole verse 29 all the way through verse 35 uh, is basically saying, about you know the what? nonsense of getting drunk. Yeah, it's about, you know, <laughs> the guy who, it says here, uh, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. You ever been, you know, so drunk that you're like, yeah, you know, you know, you get your, that, what do they call it, liquid courage. Yeah. Um, and then you wake up tomorrow. Or like you're on the top of a <laughs> ship's mast sleeping out at sea. Oh, the room is spinning. <laughs> Just don't do it. It's not worth it. And uh, the kingdom of God is so much better. Be drunk on the Holy Spirit, and that will give you more uh, fulfillment than anything else you could ever imagine. It'll give you more joy. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. I was looking at uh, verse 11, actually verse 10 and 11 go together. Do not remove the ancient landmark, nor enter the fields of the fatherless. 
for their Redeemer is mighty, and he will plead their cause against you. Um, that just, without necessarily picking all that completely apart, I just was focusing on the fact that our Redeemer is mighty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We have a Redeemer. Uh, his name is Jesus. Yes. Um, he, he, he was sent to redeem us from destruction, to redeem, to redeem our lives from destruction. Um, you know, it says that, I believe that's Psalm 103, you know, that he redeems our lives from destruction. Um, he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And so he is a redeemer. He, he, he purchased us. He bought us back. Um, he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Uh, the Bible says that he, he is a mighty redeemer and he is mighty to save. And so I want to, this is given as a warning not to take advantage of people um, and, and not to dishonor uh, people. And, mm. and, you know, we could pick that apart some more. We don't have a lot of time. But the warning is why? because their Redeemer is mighty. And you know what? Your Redeemer is mighty. And if you've been taken advantage of, and if you feel like you've lost something, you know what? Your Redeemer lives. Um, And He is there to restore to you what was lost and uh, to bring you closer to Him, to bring you into relationship with the Father. Jesus said that if you uh, are in relationship with Him, you're in relationship with the Father, and they, He and the Father will make their home in you. So I'm so thankful for my Redeemer. I want to encourage you today as you go into your day that your Redeemer lives. He is mighty. And he is there to help you prosper in whatever you set your hand. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.